welcome to another episode of Good Morning Camera and COVID Be Damned. We are still going to record this show. You can slow us down, but you will not stop us, Anthony. Um, I, I just had my first and multi-day battle uh, w- with this virus. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm seeing the light. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm boosted, so it wasn't too, too bad. I'm here yeah. now. And as you can tell from my voice, I, I'm ready to go. Anthony, I'm ready to go. How are you feeling? <laughs> it's too funny that you went down with covid and then i also went down with something a little else something else uh it wasn't covid but we'll get into it because it led to this creator draft pick that i got saved up uh for this episode so oh uh, it's gonna be interesting like okay. we we were talking before this and we have a number of different pro- topics to discuss what's what's going on this week yeah yeah nab is happening right now so there's a ton to talk about there Canon rumors, spicy Canon rumors in the pipeline. But first, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about a brand new Sony lens. It seems like every time we record this show, there is a lens <laughs> that they are announcing. And this one, this was really special. This is probably the most special of their recent announcements. It's a replacement. From what I see, it seems like it's a replacement. Here's the thing. Small disclaimer, footnote. Uh, it might not be a replacement. They, they might have both of these lenses on the market. Sony, they have a lot of supply chain. So... Well, sorry, mm-hmm. they have a, lo- a a wide web of a supply chain. So they might have both of these available. They might phase out the other one. It's too early to tell right now. From what I can see, though, this looks like, on paper, a replacement to their 24-70 f2.8 lens. A legendary lens. You know, one of these mm-hmm. uh, a holy trinity lenses in staple. their stable. Yeah, yeah. What is new about this lens, Anthony? That's the first thing I need to know. What is new about this lens? <laughs> For sure. So uh, this uh, lens is definitely a lot smaller and a lot lighter. When you compare the two side by side, like you're going to notice a huge difference for sure. There's definitely a difference. Um, and I think that's going to be fabulous for people who are, you know, doing the traveling or anything like that. You're going to automatically say, this is a better option for sure. Uh, same goes with the 7200 and the 16 to 35 F4 that they just put out. This is what I'm saying. Like Sony is killing it with the lenses. I know we keep talking about the Sony lens updates and stuff, but they're doing a good job uh, and they're getting smaller. They're they're saying that it's sharper to accommodate some of this high-res footage that they're putting out with their uh, like camera bodies. So I think mm-hmm. this is a necessary update. Uh, but other than that, um, I think there is one other key difference that I, I saw. And I think this is why people would want to get this 24 to 70 over the uh, original. And that is the minimum focus distancing distance is actually getting... Is it getting smaller or is it getting bigger? <laughs> I don't know. It's getting better. Short, sh- shorter. It's, it's shorter. Shorter, better. It's, yeah. Yeah. Shorter, better. So uh, I love this feature. Uh, and I'm looking at some of the other brands that are putting out lenses. Uh, I'm thinking like Fujifilm. They just released the 23 and the 35. And then that focus distance has just gotten shorter. So much better. I love that Sony is hopping on this bandwagon as well. So uh, that that's key. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... You know, well, the second question is really about who's going to get this. But before we get there, again, smaller, lighter, great. You, you, you essentially taking your, you know, probably your most popular zoom lens, at least in terms of like mind share, like in, whether people own it or want to own it, it's up there, right? Um, mm-hmm. the, the smooth and tight uh, options on the zoom ring, so you can control it, so that you know, if you're doing something like a macro shot, or if you're doing something like 
you know, video work of some kind, and mm -hmm. you don't want the zoom to kind of creep, having that is great. Uh, having a clicked or declicked aperture ring now, a dedicated aperture ring, great. You know, I love that kind of stuff. Weather ceiling, of course. Uh, in mm -hmm. one of the YouTube videos, I saw that they had a hood where you, the, the hood that it's included, yet there's a little slot you can pull down to adjust the filter if you have a filter on it, like a, a neutral density or a polarizing filter on it. Great stuff. So, Looking at all of this, it seems like they really modernized their lens. They just modernize it in a very important way. There's also better focusing motors. Mm -hmm. Whether or not it focuses faster, I think it, it, it's it's splitting hairs. It's hard to yeah. see because Sony's already really good. But if if they say, hey, we've got better motors in here, fantastic. That's great for the user as well. It looks in that it looks like this is coming at the same price or roughly the same price, about three thousand Canadian, which was you know what the old one was around as well. Mm -hmm. I didn't see enough to say that the optical quality, in terms of photography or video, was significantly better. I, yeah, I'm just saying yeah. I haven't seen the I haven't seen the proof yet. I'm not saying it, that it, that it isn't. <laughs> exactly. I exactly. with my eyes have not seen the proof. So knowing that, knowing that. You know, who is this lens for? Like, should everyone just go out and get this lens? If you have the existing one, should you upgrade? What do you think? I think uh, I think you should uh, definitely consider this lens over the previous version. And I think this would be really key for somebody who is like that YouTube kind of creator, like the video creator who's shooting like talking head stuff and just wants like really like it, they want to invest in a good, good piece of glass that's just going to last for a long period of time. But then that creator who also showing off a product, I think this is where that minimum focus distance uh, is going to really benefit you. And it makes these lenses a lot more versatile. If I can like shoot a talking head, uh, you know, scene and and get that clip of me just talking to the camera and have that be really sharp but then also like use that one lens to do just about anything show off like it could be like a watch a piece of jewelry or like uh you you're always doing like uh close-up shots of like cameras in your hands just to kind of get the look of like the camera and stuff so i think it just increase it uh, making that uh, minimum focus distance better is just making these lenses more versatile it's not necessarily yeah. you don't necessarily need to jump to a macro lens of course like the macro lenses are going to do a better job at macro work but yeah you know that minimum focus distance, distance actually makes a big difference yeah you know when i look at this lens um at first, I was like, oh, it's a no-brainer. You got to buy this lens if you're going to buy a 24 to 70, you know, and you want the Sony the Sony badge on it, right? Mm -hmm. However, after kind of reviewing it and not really getting enough hands-on time, I think where I am right now, and this might change, is if you are more toward the pro end, if you're creating a lot, especially a lot of video, um, mm -hmm. and you're, you're doing macro work, you're doing video work, you're doing maybe high-end photography, high-end commercial photography, then you'll probably want to gravitate to that new version. You'll probably find a way to sell your old version, get the new version, right? Mm -hmm. However, that old version is still a great <laughs> yeah. lens. So I don't, a, I, I don't think most a, people need to upgrade. I don't think most people need to upgrade. I, I think that it comes down to what you create. Because if you're a person that's, you know, landscape, travel, maybe even vlogging, mm -hmm. um, d doing some headshots, that kind of stuff, I don't know if there's going to be enough there for you to sort of go through the process of selling and then getting this one. 
On uh-huh. also on top of that, if you are more of a junior creator and you're still doing that kind of stuff and you don't do macro work or you're not doing super high end video, finding a used Sony twenty four to seventy version one, you know f two point eight, you know you you right now especially you'll probably save some money because now 100%. that price has gone down. That price has gone down. So that's the beauty. Yeah. That's the beauty of it all, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I, lo- yeah. I love to pick up, like, the older versions at a discounted price. Uh, and whenever I can do that, I would 100% do that. But I think the the this new version is just going to be a little bit more versatile. And yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why I think you should pick it up. But to make yeah. the argument, maybe you shouldn't, uh, that <laughs> when they say, like, a lens is sharper, yeah. that, uh, that old 24 to 78 is ridiculously sharp. It's it's yeah, great. Yeah, so like, yeah. so <laughs> yeah, you, know, look, you can go both at, ways. At the end of the day, I think the very simple thing is we're we're excited. I'm especially excited. I, I got to get hands on with this and their latest power zoom as well. So I'll be I'll be contacting them because we're gonna have to test these things out for ourselves. But enough about Sony and enough <laughs> about Sony. We got to yeah. talk about Canon because there's some rumors that came out that mm-hmm. they have supposedly, allegedly, rumorly, <laughs> later this year, they're going to release the Canon EOS R7. And this mm-hmm. is, again, rumored. Not confirmed by anyone. It is clearly just rumors that this camera was going to be um, a, an APS-C-style camera, mirrorless, RF mount, supposed to have, allegedly, again, 32-megapixel sensor, uh, a CF Express card slot, SD card slot, supposed to be mm-hmm. able to capture 4K60, slow-mo, and maybe even have a C-log recording built in. So again, really early rumors. But it kind of would line up with the Canon strategy if they were going to build out their RF cameras, right? Where you have mm-hmm. this sort of uh, mid-to-enthusiast level APS-C camera using the same mount, similar to what the Canon 7D was, you know, in their DSLR lineup. Mm-hmm. So looking at this, and, and I've kind of given you the rundown already of what this is allegedly, supposedly supposed to do. <laughs> what do you think if this camera were to come out with these specs and obviously more, what would you think, what would your reaction be to a camera like this? Yeah, you know what? At first, when I first read the the specs uh, on the rumor site, I was just I was very confused. I just didn't know where it would fall. But then you made the the great point. Uh, we talked about this before we hit record here. You made the great point where you know they had the seven D, uh, and that was like a at that time was the the pro crop sensor uh, camera, and I, that's when it really kind of clicked for me. It's funny though because when new cameras drop, you have to get really in depth into the specs and we just don't have that yet so as far as what i i i can see i'm not 100 percent sure on this but what is just funny about these cameras is they're getting just so good like 32 megapixels 20 frames per second the new digic x processor that's fantastic uh but what the pros are gonna dive into is like they're going to get more specific in the spec sheet and we need that, right? So I'm thinking yeah. like, what's the video codex going to be like? What are what are, are the files going to be editable? Like, you know, mm-hmm. are they going to be huge and you're just going to need to create proxies and then crush down that files? How many stops of like shadow detail are there? And, and these are different questions uh, that 
you don't necessarily always get in a spec in a spec sheet unless you dive like deep right yeah. uh, they're listing out those video codecs and that's really key but uh, i think the people who are are gonna be more curious about this camera they're gonna have to really dive through this this spec sheet to see what the difference is right so yeah uh, yeah it's it's interesting it's interesting but again we don't have that we don't have all that information yet Again, we're this is purely speculative at this point. I just get excited <laughs> anytime I see some of these kinds of rumors. And mm -hmm. uh, if this camera were to come out, I, I think less about what the camera, uh, about the specs. I, I'm Right now, I'm more thinking about from a market standpoint, it'd be great for them to sort of lengthen that EOS R line. So now you should have technically an even more accessible offering, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, again... On paper, right, the, the RP is sort of your entry point for Canon mm -hmm. mirrorless uh, if you want to go with them, right? If you're going for something that's full frame mirrorless. And then they have, you know, obviously the Canon M. So yeah. I, I'm curious if this camera comes out and with the specs included, does it sit below or above the Canon RP? Because mm -hmm. if you're looking at if this camera is sort of that replacement for the 70 it might be closer to two grand Canadian, you know, $2,000 mm -hmm. Canadian. The RP mm -hmm. comes in at $1,250 right now, right, for the body alone. So that's sort of where my head is at. Is like, okay, you have this entry level, this fantastic entry level uh, full frame mirrorless offering. And now you yeah. have this APS-C one. Yeah, putting that at a price point higher would definitely confuse some users and it would you know, require a bit more language and marketing around that. If it comes in below, I mean, wow, because the RP is already really low, right? <laughs> the RP it, body is already really low. I would actually say the RP is like a steal at this price. It's, it's pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that sensor at that price, you, you can't go wrong. So if this one comes in, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna say if I had to guess, if I had to guess mm -hmm. right now, I'm saying that this comes in higher than the RP, and it is the fact that it can just do so much more than the RP, and they're gonna lean into yeah. a bit of that video functionality. If I had to guess. Yeah, and we don't know if the 4K is gonna be cropped. That's generally like how Canon will differentiate the, some of the the cameras and things like that too. So, again, super spec. But uh, Gadget, what's what's happening at NAB right now, man? What's what's oh. going on? <laughs> Every what? NAB, there's always exciting news. There's always exciting news yeah. uh, happening. There's always new products being announced, presentations going on, great workshops, all that kind of stuff. So we can't cover everything. But I thought yeah. we would just at least call out some of our favorite picks from this conference, right? This, uh, this show, this convention, if you will. Um, there's two things that stood out to me and I, I wanted to, you know, put my flag <laughs> in the ground before you called it. The first one is Aperture's Lightstorm 600C Pro. It's a pro mm -hmm. light, but with full RGB control. So, you know, I've been looking at how to upgrade my 120D for the productions that we do. And I think this might be it where you get significantly more power, but also the ability to control RGB lights, you know, to just to put whatever color you want on your subject. I'm not going to get into the specs. If you know Aperture by now, the amount we talk about them, just quality, <laughs> quality stuff. So that's the first thing that really piqued my interest. The next one 
is the Samsung T7 Shield portable SSD. Probably one of the most boring picks I could have selected, <laughs> but I use so many hard drives and SSDs for all our productions and our videos and our, and our shoots. Um, and I go between a, a rugged hard drive and then mm -hmm. these you know, tiny SSD drives for speed. So speed and photography and then video where it's a lot more content but this thing can take a beating no matter where we go in the world. So this one combines the two. Samsung essentially has a T7 drive that it's an SSD, either one terabyte or two terabyte, but it's in this rugged housing. This is the nerdy stuff that I care about that maybe others don't care about. I'm just excited about this thing. It's a rugged, solid state, portable drive. And I look mm -hmm. forward to some point getting a few of these for our productions. But enough about me. What are you excited about? <laughs> So you definitely called it. It was funny. Uh, prior to hitting the record button here, you're just like, I bet I could guess your pick. And I, you were bang on. It's the Aperture MC Pro. Man, I'm obsessed with the Aperture MC, man. Like, <laughs> they're so key. I have, what do I got? I got three of them at home here. And uh, I, it's funny, I just put like a little uh, watch box in my, uh, in my closet over there. And I'm like, it's kind of dark in here. Let's throw an Aperture MC in the closet and <laughs> rig, rig it up there it's funny uh real video content creators we don't buy normal lamps we just buy aperture or like 600 d's and, and 120 d's and stuff like that so obviously aperture mc pro that's that's my first pick for sure. They're saying this is like 3x the power of the original MC. Uh, they've stuck with the magnets on the back, but they've also added magnets to the front. So you can quickly sla uh, snap on diffusion or like a grid, which is always fantastic. I was saying that's one of the one of the main problems with the MC is sometimes it's it just throws too much light somewhere. I wish I could attach a grid aperture they they're on it they, they've got it so uh super excited about that one and then the other one that i was kind of interested in is the atomos connect so this is a module you can attach to your ninja v or ninja v plus and this allows you to monitor record live stream and sync cameras together wirelessly uh, and if you're recording you can actually record to the cloud which is just like that's oh my gosh that's crazy uh peace of mind that's that's what it's it's all about so uh, i bought the atomos ninja v plus a while back like at the i think it was at the beginning of the year such a great video tool and i love the fact that you know atomos creates these modules that you can attach to their monitors and they're not cannibalizing their older products like the ninja v right so this is something that you could use for both and i think this is going to be an interesting one to kind of look at Amazing. Amazing. Uh, listen, let's just get right into the picks then. All right. We, we, we already, we, we're already in rhythm picking things. So let's get on <laughs> to our favorite part of the show, the creator draft picks. This one ties in to a video that I produced for Henry's. It's going to be publishing. Mm -hmm. At the time of recording this podcast, it's not live now. But uh, by the time you hear this, it will be live on the Henry's YouTube channel. And it is where I talk about my five favorite photo books that I think belong in just about anyone's collection. Where You might not get all of them, but there's a couple in here that I think any kind of creator, especially photographer, would value having in their collection at home. The one I'm going to call out here is Gordon Parks, Muhammad Ali. Gordon Parks, a phenomenal photographer, uh, worked with Life Magazine, did a, a whole bunch of great things in his lifetime beyond just photography. Um, 
But this book, it really stood out to me where he just follows, he's on assignment covering Muhammad Ali on two specific occasions, and he just puts together this collection of imagery. And it's a great study on how to actually document a subject, you know, beyond mm. just a typical headshot or portrait session. If you were tasked with covering a human and, and, and showing more of their life, I think there's a lot filmmakers can take from here as well. There's some angles and there's some interesting frames where you look at it and you're like, wow, this feels like a still out of a movie, the way it's captured and where, where the emotion, you really feel it through the imagery. So number one, if you don't have photo books around the house, what are you doing? You, you got to have photo yeah. books around the house. Number two... <laughs> Add this to your collection. And number three, check out the video on Henry's camera, the latest video where we talk about our top five photo books. There's a whole, there's four others. There's four others that I mentioned there as well. Enough about me. What about you, Anthony? What do you got for us? Yeah, we should actually go back and forth uh, one time about like photo books because I think I got a few on my shelf that are you would probably agree that there are just straight bangers. So these are always love to get into these books. Uh, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, though, I was laughing because you went down with COVID, right? Uh, and I said, you, you know, hear that, went, folks? You hear that? <laughs> He's laughing at me. Uh, I was laughing because two weeks ago, I went down, but for a different reason. Uh, I was doing a whole bunch of like editing and just sitting at the computer transferring data. Uh, and I guess I was just being lazy in terms of like my posture. And I slightly like leaned to my left side and I used my mouse with my right hand. And just that little thing, just that little action oh, KO'd no. me. In bed, two days straight, I couldn't actually move. I had to go get a massage. Uh, I, I got physio this evening, and it's because I was just slightly leaning to my left side, uh, and and it just messed my back up. So what I learned is that you need to stop the muscle from seizing up before it actually turns into a spasm, and that's where I went wrong. I just let it be, and it mm. turned into a muscle spasm. So I actually picked up Tiger Bomb, and this comes in like a little glass jar, and it's a cooling and warming gel. And and you're, uh, you're gonna explain Tiger Bomb to me? Gonna, yeah, it's, hey, it, hey, hey, <laughs> look at the king of Tiger Bomb. Okay, uh, hey, the king kid, of Tiger kid, Bomb. I've yeah. been using Tiger Bomb since before you were here. Come on now. Uh, yeah. This thing is just the most essential thing in my camera bag now. I had to go to Heartland. I'm setting up a live stream over in Heartland, and uh, I started to feel the, the little pain in my back and uh, put some Tiger Bomb on and was good for the rest Heartland, of the Heartland, one of our, you know, the Henry's locations out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So if you're going to shoot, you got that little bit of little bit ache, oh, throw, throw on some Tiger <laughs> Bomb, and it's done. <laughs> Your pick for this show is Tiger Bomb? That's the yeah, pick. Yeah, bro. That's it. We all deal with that back pain. A while back, we were talking about how... Uh, Man, this how better be we, the first and last it. time you got a pharmacy pick. Because if you come back next recording and tell me Pepto-Bismol or something like that, I I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, we got to get <laughs> you know creative, what? man. And these you are the essentials. What? These are listeners, the essentials. <laughs> listeners, uh, just tag, go at Henry's camera, whether it's on Twitter or a DM. Let us know what you think about the Tiger Bomb pick. I, I just want to hear... People's reaction. Are they, yeah, are they, reaction. do they feel satisfied? Are they enlightened? Are they <laughs> laughing? I want to know what your reaction is. We all deal with it, man. And uh, uh, we laugh You're at right. the, old, the old guys. You're right. the, I always laugh at the old guys. They're saying, like, oh, you, you got to protect your back. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I sit on like my work chair for like 
a week straight and I'm KO'd. <laughs> oh my. All right. Hey, listen. It, th- this is the one thing you can't say about the creative draft picks <laughs> that they're bought and paid for. You know, or, exactly. or, 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 these are these are things are that we we use, we love, we own, <laughs> we've invested in. And for him, for Anthony, it's, it's Tiger, Tiger Bomb. Bomb. Tiger Bomb, right. baby. That's where we're right. gonna end it off. <laughs> and there you have it. Another episode of Ask the CEO. As always, let us know what you think of the show. Reach out to at Henry's camera and, and share your comments there. If you are listening on iTunes, leave a review so more people can find the show. And as always, we'll see you again next time. <laughs>